years as I've been studying Ram Dass's lectures. You know, you learn about Love, Serve, Remember. You learn about the history. And you learn about my guest today, Raghu Marcus, and his long contribution to bringing us the teachings of Maharaji through Baba Ram Dass, through Krishna Das. And Raghu Marcus identifies as a sort of producer of channeling the information. And it's amazing that his karma would end him up starting the Be Here Now Network, Mind Rolling, and Here and Now, the podcast that most people get their Ramdas from these days. Look, this man spent a significant amount of time directly around one of the most notable saints of the last few hundred years, Maharaji named Karoli Baba. There are stories here that are so juicy, some which haven't been shared, that are direct experiences with Maharaji, not through anyone else, but Raghu Marcus's direct account of what it was like to be around. Non-duality. His time spent with a non-dual being that's outside of space and time. We also learn about Raghu's early years and how his savior was music and how that would lead him to Ram Das and eventually Maharaji. When I arrived at Raghu's place, he looked a bit alarmed because he said, did you open the, the kirtan door? I said, no, which is a big garage door. He's like, no, no, I didn't. He's like, wow, we're uh, a little weirded out, you know, because, wow, nothing was taken. Well, the door just opened prior to you getting here. And in this space, you guys, this is uh, an altar. There's an altar to Maharaji. All the greats within this lineage, KK, KC, Ramdas, Sidima, and of course Maharaji are all on the wall in this space. It's a holy space. It vibrates. And this door opened up as if to say, do the podcast in here. That's what it said to me at least. But we did record the podcast in that space and it was an experience that at times was so psychedelic for me that I had to stare directly into his eye, one eye, because everything around was moving and vibrating and I felt like I was in a psychedelic trip listening to this so deep that I was like if I make one move either direction I'm going to set heaven and earth infinitely apart so I just sit here and listen and stare into his eye I mean I'm surrounded by the grates on the wall and you know, this is the home of Love Surf Remember in the Be Here Now Network. This is the epicenter of Ramdas. Stories just flew out, and Maya, Ragu's dog, just would not leave me alone. It was so sweet and so all over me throughout this interview, and I welcomed it. All I could think about is what would Ramdas do? It's like, no, we wouldn't stop. For years, I've seen Raghu Marcus's name attached to podcasts, either being featured on the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, or on his own, Mind Rolling, or 
introing the Ramdas lectures on Here and Now, the podcast. Seeing his name and knowing that there's a direct connect there to a lineage that's meant so much to me. And now his name is appearing on mine. And this is just the unfoldment. And I gotta tell you guys, it's not slowing down. So hang out, because it's just getting interesting. This is my interview with Raghu Marcus, Executive Director, Love Server Member, Devotee of Maharaji and Hanuman, someone whose savior is music. So Raghu, you know, there's so much you get asked about Ramdas that I'm, mm. there's not a lot that gets asked about you, as far as I can tell. I'm curious about the particular ripening of a karma that would meet Ramdas at some point and get to sit with Maharaji when you did. Being absolutely so unhappy, really? absolutely uh, on, on the level of what is this about that we all have at some point? Yeah. Why are we here? What's You're, going on? Is this Montreal? Yeah. Yeah, and you're asking yourself these questions? How early? A teenager. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah, things were uh, oppressive related to family, related to school, most particularly. Those two things were awful for me. Yeah? Yeah. I just... Was it authority? It was that, yeah, because father was a bit of a tyrant, but uh, a bit of... Uh, I know. I was, I was like, a yeah, bit? Or, yeah, or a, a lot of... Yeah. Um, I just was wondering through those years really what it was all about. My savior at that time was music, Mm. Uh, particularly jazz. I was Mm. not listening to a lot. Like even when the Beatles came out in, what, 63 or something? Yeah. I was not, I mean, those ditties. I was not listening to the Beatles. I was listening to... Coltrane. Yeah. At 14. Wow. 15. There was one jazz club and the only, in fact, the only black people Mm -hmm. that I ever saw was at the jazz club. Wow. Montreal was not diverse at that time. Yeah. There was Haitian women who came to work in care. Mm -hmm. And um, out of that, of course, there there was a real community community. Yeah. But it was very small in, in those years, you know. Who in 63 is blowing your mind? Yeah, Monk, yeah. Mingus, Coltrane, oh. yeah. Miles, uh, learning about like the antecedents of Bop with Charlie Parker. Uh, later, I ended up through the record company that we had working with Jackie McLean, oh, who wow. was a direct disciple of Bird. And uh, he regaled us with stories we'd sit around and smoke a joint and he'd tell us stories like wow. after the set you know we were doing he was doing is that the first place you smoked pot is like in a jazz setting in, or uh the jazz no the not way? really in fact it wasn't it was later teenage yeah. that that happened not early can you imagine no pot and jazz right <laughs> <laughs> you got to really be thinking about it. it. What the hell? That's a strong. Yeah. So connection. I was really, obviously, connected yeah. to music, irregardless. Because by when, let's see, when Dylan happened, more towards sixty-five, 65 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then I started paying attention, mostly when he he did uh, 
I ain't going to work on Maggie's farm no right, more. Right. That was right. So that there was somebody expressing our disenchantment yeah. with society and school uh, and and parental yeah. uh, control stuff. Uh, you know, I'm fascinated with that, the Maggie's farm aspect, that there could be a... a um, a sort of collective understanding of what Bob Dylan was trying to say without him saying it. He never said what Maggie's Farm was about. I mean, yeah. he would mess with people. Yeah. But that you guys all got it. Like he's talking about, a, you know, what yeah, you're we going got it. through. It was so comforting, I can't tell you. Because oh. it expressed something that was unexpressed in that particular way. Every, one song after another. Yeah. You know? Wow. Uh, I ended up, uh, I went to Israel. And I lived on a kibbutz there. And they put me into a, a furniture factory. All I did for like seven hours a day from seven in the morning was polish the backs of Danish chairs that they were, this was their thing. They uh-huh. were making Danish furniture. The uh-huh. same damn thing. Uh-huh. And what did they play all day long? I ain't going to work. No way. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so great. So, so you had already caught the bug of that, though. And so by that time, it's just like, oh, this is great. I'm in Israel. I'm doing this thing. And at least they're playing this great music. Yeah. And it's where I discovered the wonderful cannabis through the Lebanese hash that oh. they had all through Israel. Wow. Because there was Lebanese people. Sure. Living, uh, Arabs living everywhere. Jesus, that must have been a quite that a first unbelievable. high. unbelievable, yeah. <laughs> uh, Desert, looking up at the sky, completely gone. Yeah, that was borderline fun. psychedelic. I mean, yeah, it was definitely because back then. Well, now it's better than in any right. time in history. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's okay. Please just let her do it. <laughs> my throughout. dog is bugging my interviewer. <laughs> I would just think about what Ram does. Like, what he? What would he do? Would He'd he ignore you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Me. Around that, maybe seventeen or something. Went to a club and somebody took me because I wanted to see Coltrane. He was playing there with Elvin Jones, McCoy Oh my Tyner, God. Wow. And, yeah, and I got to go there. And he played my favorite things at one point on wow. soprano sax. And absolutely, I, w- I did actually leave for a moment yeah. the temporal world. Anybody out there just... Listen to him doing that live. Totally. You know, there's a live rendition of it. You could get on YouTube. There's a beautiful one of him yeah. doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, wow. uh, so you had your first transcendent experience without mind-altering substances. Yeah. You had a direct hit. Yeah. And that's a... That's like, true. It was before I got to take acid. Yeah. So, and, and that's like Maharaji talking about this going up and coming down. You yeah. can visit with Christ, but, yeah. you know, you got the visit with Christ, so to speak. Well, then let's not go <laughs> that far. <laughs> and when you talk about Christ being yeah. with Neem Karoli, Bobby, he turned into... Christ a couple of times. <laughs> not, not, I don't mean it like psychedelic. <laughs> no, uh, tell totally me. Totally beyond form. What? You know. Please continue. <laughs> I had just met him. It's mm. just been days, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. Ramdas actually wasn't there that day when I first met him. Oh, well, he wasn't even there for the. He was, he was in, <laughs> with Muktananda down south. Oh, um, chilling with Muktananda. Okay. Yeah. So. I thought, need a Hindu guru? He had our mantra, right? Uh-huh. That's what do you do? Uh-huh. I didn't even know if I could stay there, but by the second day, it was like, okay, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. Hey, did you know Ever mantra meditation is the only way to meditate? It is? Uh, no. Oh. 
but the name is, they say, the way mm -hmm. uh, in right. India right. these days in the Kali Yuga. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. But I didn't say, hey, uh, Baba, can you give me a mantra? Mm -hmm. I went, how should I meditate? Mm. For some crazy reason. I still wow. am looking back. Why did I say it like that? Yeah. So he said, without a beat, nothing. Meditate like Christ. When he was nailed to the cross, he only felt love, no pain. He was one, he was lost in love with everybody. Yes. I was like, okay, wow. that's way beyond my pay grade. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> and using Christ, which hadn't been your, your savior. To say the very least, hadn't been my savior. <laughs> I was. I went to a, a parochial school oh. where half the day was in English, half was in Hebrew. Oh wow! So it wasn't just that I was Jewish. Yeah, I was getting taught also by people who who had, had come from the camps. Not what Whoa. ten years before, eight years something. Wow! I mean, uh, ap yeah, my teacher had. A, a tattoo of a number. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. You know, now, did you get the, did that soften them and make them more compassionate? No, the opposite. But wow. everybody is individual. Sure, I have heard sure. of people, yes, that's yes. what happened. Right. But it's just people. This yeah, is a people So they issue. react to, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. this kind of huge suffering. It's karma. Yeah. He, though, would say, you know, Christ was bad. He was actually Whoa. saying that to these kids. Like a naughty boy, and so he got nailed up. No, I, mean, I don't know what the hell he could be saying, or why he said, "Why was Christ bad?" He was right. Jewish he was and Jewish. everything else. <laughs> yeah, he went. Uh, I don't know. Started what the hell, his, this own, I, his own thing. But I had nothing to do with with uh, Christianity. In fact, Quebec is mostly French. Uh huh. Quebecois uh -huh. is what they're called. Yeah. And I, we would do silly things like go up to. There's a massive basilica in the middle of on. Montreal yeah. on the mountain uh -huh. that has like a thousand steps and you get up to the, if you to the top people go there and with crutches and then they were saved by uh, oh. Saint Joseph oh. L'Oratoire Saint Joseph is really? the name of it yeah oh. but Saint Joseph see, Saint Joseph uh -huh. and he was able to heal people wow so you go into a huge room there full of crutches and other uh, prosthetics and so on and yeah. so forth. It's so eerie. Oof. Yeah. Anyhow, we used to go there to look at sea. They used to uh, put on a, a, a bulletin board. These are the movies that you cannot go see. Catholic Church. No way. Yeah. So we'd get the list and we go off and see those. <laughs> <movies>. <laughs> nice. Uh, God. Anyhow, that. Um, hey, so when does Love, Supre Love Supreme comes out? And is that sixty five? I don't know exactly when. But did you fall deep into that record, being a Coltrane fan, and 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 pick up on the sort of spiritual? I don't think that's my favorite Coltrane record. Is that actually. right? I know he was absolutely, completely conscious of yeah. what he was doing in that respect. Yeah, I mean, he's an extraordinary spiritually oriented oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. first he was a junkie, and he got through right? that. Right. Which yeah. is why he died, unfortunately. I. You know what? I wonder if in your progression of music that. Alice Coltrane gets like a revisit later after you tap into more zero. No zero. She just doesn't resonate on your. I mean, scale. I guess not. I've listened to Alice and I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, but no, not nowhere near like what <laughs> we're talking about. Right, or near what you know some of the other artists that I loved. See, and that 
that already, there's like an individuality of ragu that is, I mean, it kind of almost doesn't make sense that you wouldn't get into it because all the elements are there. It's jazz, it's a Coltrane legacy, it, it's uh, Hinduism, you know, it gets into, or, or, uh, or Krishna, you know, she finds her Yeah, art no, within. no, she's totally a spiritual being. Yeah, and, but it just <laughs> doesn't resonate. <laughs> Doesn't land. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter that, that it's spiritual. And she's great, by the way. Which we, she, you know, yeah, she was. My taste is my taste. Everyone's right. got different tastes, and so. But the long and the short of it was that that did save me. Music in those years did save me till I got to um, psychedelics, and, uh. then, and then from there, there's a whole other jump. Yeah, this, what's this? That like? uh, this new movie that we have coming out. Um, called Brilliant Disguise, the Samadhi of K.C. Tuari, who's oh. like Krishnas's Indian father, and I was very close to him as well, John yeah. Utah. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, yeah, there, there's just a, a beautiful... Disc- we kind of talk about, how, just like we're talking now, how yeah. did I get to India? Yeah. What happened? What are the things that... My karmic predilections and so on? Yeah. And there's a demarcation point. Yeah. It's psychedelics. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're good with that. And we, you know, uh, and anybody listening, like... I, demarcation. Yeah, it was a big demarcation. Yeah. But I, you know, still insist that uh, Leary and Alpert mm-hmm. and their whole thing around set and setting yeah. is what we should all follow if we're to do any psychedelics. And fortunately, mm-hmm. some low-dose stuff with a therapist is really quite good actually. oh yeah sure um but then there's a lot of people doing disco doses and going to the disco <laughs> the disco uh, not, not, it's not the disco anymore what is it it's the outdoor concerts right in yeah. the summer very little karmically gets worked out on the disco dance floor yeah, other yeah, than yeah. debt really yeah. <laughs> oh wow i'm thinking about you in this in the in where you ended up hearing ram Dass for the first time which was at your job right wasn't it yeah it was yeah i was a program director of the rock and roll radio station in montreal and uh was that a common entry i mean into that position did you just like no hire like get hired like anybody else or was it a unexplainable the truth yeah the truth is the the man who owned the radio station yeah owned a bunch of stations on the east coast he was from newfoundland actually oh yeah and he was uh much older than us, uh-huh. but he was, when you think back now, he's relatively young. He was like 50s. Or uh-huh. Well, he was into psychedelics. And yeah. So we'd go over and meet with him in his hotel because we got friendly with him. We met him through one of the DJs he did hire for an AM station or something and said, you know what? If you want to do the right thing, simulcast the AM to the FM and program the FM as a as a uh, free-form radio station, which meant play with uh, rock and roll, play jazz, play folk, play whatever, have, you know, different kinds of programs. and You, you suggested this? Yeah. yeah. Me and a few few of us. While on Psychedelics? While we were in the hotel, the Ritz <laughs> Hotel in Montreal, and getting him completely wasted. Right. Okay, so I want to prove that shit gets done in motels on Psychedelics. This was Ritz Hotel. The Ritz. No okay, motel. <laughs> okay. You know, he actually, we went over the station, he fired everybody and put us in charge. No way. That's unbelievable. That's I mean, unbelievable. It wasn't like we had total carte blanche. Okay. 
but we had pretty good car wash. Yeah. yeah. And I had started there because my friend who was working there, I said, just give me a job over there because um, I, had, I had a store and I was getting rid of it. You know, it was okay. during the hippie days. Uh-huh. And he, I became the uh, librarian. The librarian. So I handled all of the music that was being played. So I got all of this beautiful music right in front of me. What? Wait, you handled, oh, you mean like you organized it or you? Organized it, provided it. Did you right. curate what's going on in the radio? Some of it, yeah, yeah. I remember. That didn't last long because by the time we became friendly, because I was always a producer. Uh-huh, yeah. That was, I had that thing and yeah. that karma yeah. of being that yeah. set me out to, within months, I became the program director. So you rose up from there? Yeah, from there. But it was like from nothing. From nothing. To running the station. Right. <laughs> Not the GM, but running the creative programming. Yeah. And, but we did a lot of bad things. Like we wouldn't allow alcohol or tobacco and, you know, you're yeah. cutting yourself short. Yeah. Shall we say. On guests. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we wouldn't even allow national uh, sponsors to do jingly kind of thing because it, it fucked up our programming. Oh. We're going to play next to Dylan and Van Morrison. Right. Winston cigarettes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Within a couple of years, that didn't work out. Gotcha. But by then, I had t- taken off to India. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's the day like? You know, if people people on this podcast may not have heard the story of the day where you where Ram Dass comes okay, to the, town. The receptionist calls and said, somebody is asking if we would promote a talk by somebody at McGill University, which is the the university on the east coast of Canada. It's like oh, is it the Harvard of, of oh, Canada? Cool. Yeah, gotcha. Good reference. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I said, all right, we'll put them through. So they did, and this person on the other end said, "We have somebody who's going to be giving a talk at McGill, and we wonder if you could announce it." Mm. I yeah. I said, "Well, who who is it?" And they went Ramdas. Mm. I went. What's that? <laughs> really? I had no idea. I had never heard that name before. You knew about Richard Alpert. So then they said, you know, Tim Leary and Richard Alpert? Uh-huh. Okay. I love them. Uh-huh. And I said, but send me over a tape. You must have something from a previous talk. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about. And they did. I went into a st- one of the studios mm-hmm. and I turned it on by myself. Were you excited to listen to it? Or were you no, kind of just open-minded right as soon as he, his mouth opened, yeah, and I heard the tone of his voice, yeah, and how uh, the humility and presence and mm-hmm. honesty—the honesty was the first thing that really uh, knocked me out. Yes, because it made me think. Okay, so this bullshit in my head, yeah. this dark bullshit. It's okay. We all got it, eh? Yeah. So uh, I was. Uh, he normalized. You, you, what you'd been experiencing yeah, absolutely and then put it into a concept now i knew of eastern stuff before right. i was like into mayor baba yeah I remember oh at sure the time. yeah yeah don't worry be happy well uh-huh. i wanted not to worry and i wanted to be happy so <laughs> uh and um maharishi and, yeah you know sure that was happening at the same time the you know, transcendental meditation right uh, but this this was a knockout mm-hmm. for sure. It was just so, his tone and the his humility, tone, and his the honesty, honesty, his humility, his you know um, connected to something other than me, me Ramdas. Yeah, which is what happened because 
So I listen. I put it right up on the air. Oh, amazing. It's like noon or amazing. something. And the switchboard lit up. People no went way. nuts. They could never heard anything like this. Many of the people who heard that, and, yeah. and then, of course, we played it six different talks successively over the, 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 the rest of the time I was there. Yeah. Uh, many people who were in Montreal made it over to India. Wow. Because they heard this thing. You know, they may have met Ramdas first. Some of them didn't even, they just went over there. I you mean, know, you're somebody in that moment that has this rare opportunity of seeing the power of what was going on with Ramdas and what how he would light up a switchboard prior to, you know, him being a worldwide figure that he is now. Yeah. Like, well, you know, it was, uh, he had come back from India in 1968, mm-hmm. early and then and he's really, back and he's not Richard Alpert anymore he's Ram, he's Dass, Ram Dass, and then he's getting pulled in people want to know his experience because of the way he looked and dressed and all yeah. that so it started yeah and uh, by the time it this is late this is early 19 jeez I hate to date this like this but <laughs> 1970 uh, so he had been doing this for a year and a half mm. prior mm. And he was on a, a tour uh, through Canada, I guess. Anyhow, bottom yeah. line is I said, where is this guy? I got to meet him yeah. to the people who call. And they set it up. And I went over to meet him. And just what I was saying about the the intuition that I had, here's somebody who's not me meing me to death with his rap. Yeah. In, in person, he was all of that. Wow. And he just let go. There was no Richard Alpert. There was no... Ram Dass, there was, what do you need? Just create a space that you can be comfy in. And yeah. I just, the kind of trust and intuitive uh, uh, openness, mm. uh, you know, to everything. I I trusted what he was saying. When wow. he started talking about Maharaji Neem Karoli Baba, mm-hmm. then, okay, I got I to gotta meet him. You knew and, right away. Yeah, huh? Right away. Uh-huh. Right away. Yeah. And uh, how 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 long from that thought to actually being on a plane? Not that uh, <laughs> eight months, maybe. Wow, nice. Yeah. But and and were most of those eight months or a lot of it spent in proximity to Ram Dass around that no, time? No, not at all. Wow. Never saw him until India. I saw him one, no, twice. So I went to. He had gatherings at yeah. his father's farm yep. in New Hampshire, sure, right, in Franklin. And he had done a couple the summer before, and then. You know, this this was uh, that particular summer, and mm-hmm. I did go, mm-hmm. and it's where I briefly met like Krishna Das and yeah. Ramesh, uh, and my wife to be, mother of my children, Parvati. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, is her book out? Yeah, the book is out. Everybody, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Whisper in the heart. Beautiful. The Amazon, ongoing or? presence of Neem Karoli Baba, all the people who've met him up after he left the body. Yeah. Uh, so that's everywhere you can get it. Um, so I Doss, met a yeah. few people. Yeah. And this is prior to them becoming Christian Doss. This is like, is yeah, this, this prior is to them Jeff, going? Yeah, yeah this Jeff. Is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, right. And uh, uh, <laughs> there was a, an incredible uh, media conference later that summer uh-huh. at Goddard. That like Dr. John was there, Jay Giles band. Uh-huh. It was incredible. Thule Kuferberg of the Fugs, which oh, nobody probably knows of. He's an incredible yeah. poet. For, and Ed Sanders from back in the day. Nice. Who were doing workshops and 
Ramdas came as well, and God, I don't remember anything else quite like it. Wow, that's I mean, cool. it was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah. sounds so like so we met up there yeah. again, and the next time was in India when wow. he came back mm-hmm. from being at Muktanandas, and I said, Ramdas, Maharaj, you told me to meditate like Christ. Can you? You have a more convivial relationship. Can you ask him about that? How to Christ <laughs> meditate? And uh, what's his attitude around being asked that at that point? You were asking no, he him was to, fine. Yeah. You know, he was fine. He, he he got cranky as things went along by having to deal with us. <laughs> right. Definitely. And he told people not to come, right? I mean, Yeah, and he would tell people, yeah, don't come. It didn't matter. Maharaj, right. he sent everybody, <laughs> go go hang with Ramdas. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Literally. Wow. Yeah. So Ramdas asked Maharaji, uh, how did Christ meditate? Yeah. And this is the famous story. He didn't say a word, but he closed his eyes and he just sat upright with his eyes closed. And it was Ramdas and me and Krishnas, Rameshwardas, Dwarka, and Balaramdas. These are people. You know, if you see pictures, for instance, of, of Maharaji yeah. in any of the places that you know, either people's homes or the Taoist ashram, yeah, uh, this Balaram guy he took a lot of them. Like that one, anyhow. There was nothing, no words. And then all of a sudden, tears came down from his eyes. He opened his eyes and he was crying. Wow. You know, it's like when your parents cry or something and you're a little taut and you don't know what the hell is going on. We were in that kind of a confused state. Yeah. And then the power of the vibration that was going on, because he just became that thing which is there's only one thing and that's that complete nothing but heart it was like a wave that suddenly oh wow you're in it and he said over and over you don't understand you don't understand he never died he never died he was lost in love with every sentient being and when i say the way i'm saying it he was lost in love with every sentient being it was much more broken up and and real than, <laughs> and, but incredible. and then he keep going back to you. You don't understand. He right, never died. He never died. Wow. He was lost in love. Wow. So by then we were, com- we had darshan of whatever Christ is, you yeah. know, which is part of the one. Yes, manifested, you right. know, and just the a Buddha, you know, yes, it, right, Muhammad, whatever. Incredible. So we had that experience, and it happened again once. It was actually when Ramdas was feeling like a complete uh, fake. Really? Yeah. You wow. know, like we all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, uh, I'm very impure, Maharaji. And Maharaji said, no, you're not. Wow. He said, no, I'm, I'm terrible in it. He said, really, get up. And he made Ramdas stand up. He said, turn around. He turned around. I don't see anything. <laughs> You're pure. I'd let you go in the kitchen and peel potatoes, right? Absolutely nobody that's not a Brahmin can yeah. go into a, at a temple, a kitchen where food is prepared. Wow. But Maharaji broke all rules, all cult, all, all that bullshit. He, he did, huh? Moment to moment. I didn't know. I mean, I know that he broke the laws of like what we see as in the, reality, but I didn't know that he was like a rebel. Wait, you see this movie. Okay, yeah. Brilliant Disguise. Tuari, yeah. who's 
our mentor, who's who Maharaji said when he left to die, yeah. he said, you take care of the Westerners. And this man did that in spades. Uh, wow. He was a high yogi who would go into the deepest states I've ever seen. Maharaji, you'd never see him do anything but talk and hang out. Sometimes, because if he stayed quiet for a minute, it was a bit much. Really? Yeah, just the power of uh, vibration anyhow so yeah tuari did this all the time yeah and uh one time he so he tells a story in this movie brilliant disguise yes coming soon to a theater (laughs) near you like in santa monica it's opening up on the 29th of september yeah oh beautiful uh, lemley there there was a special puja going maybe durga puja or something going on yeah they had a a, what's a a hawan where a fire could happen the the middle of the roof was open and yeah people gathered around it and they did swaha you know and they kept putting different uh rice and honey and ghee and all of that on the offerings into the fire Uh you know with us so maharaji told tuari go go sit and do that thing uh-huh. So he went for a while, and then next thing you hear, here's Maharaji screaming at the top of his lungs. What, what the f- fucking swaha, swaha, you keep going on like this? When people are hungry and they need to eat? This is bullshit. In uh, English? No. 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 no, no. This oh, okay. is all in Hindi. He did not <laughs> speak he English. like Woody Allen all of a sudden. <laughs> no, oh, he my yelled, God. Yeah, I'm sorry. He yelled it out to, to the Hindu people okay. that were there. Oh, right. And particularly to Tiwari. What are you doing wasting your time <sighs> oh, wow. when you could be feeding people? Oh, my that God. That was the gist of it. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yes. So that's why we had we had the right guru for, uh, like, forget about formal anything yeah you know? we were fortunate to meet a being that was not in in any kind of polarity yeah there was no like people say well he was well thinking about doing a miracle or saving somebody or that you know yeah that implies that someone like you uh-huh. or me yeah where there's just there's a a me and there's a you. There yeah. was no more me or you. No us or them anymore in this individual. You knew that when you got there and you experienced the back and forth. There was nothing going on. It yeah. was just absolutely like a computer that did the right thing for every person to sp- speed them into uh, being free. Jesus. Of bullshit. Wow. That's that's it. That You did a really good of describing the indescribable, <laughs> you know, just yeah. now. How do we get near that thing? Let's say you're in right. town one day yeah. and you're eight, yeah. and someone takes you to Huggin Dust. Uh huh. I just or it's Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry. I know Jerry. <laughs> Where's the Ramdas flavor, guys? Come on, yeah. save a save yeah, a really, save a flavor. Really. And you go, oh my God, this is the best thing I have ever had in my entire life. I'm in complete bliss. With Sounds this. familiar ice cream right mm-hmm. yeah okay that's all we did how do we get near that ice cream again gotcha every single day wow for i was there a year and a half every yeah. single day krishnas was there three years almost every single so he would we would all try and where is he going because he didn't stay in one place and he yeah. wouldn't tell us where he's going right or he'd tell a couple of people to make us jealous of those people <laughs> you know? so, or he'd be in two places at once i heard or he'd do that yeah we hung out with all of the old devil, Indian devotees. Oh, they wow. were great. They took us in. They didn't yeah. repel us like most uh, institutions. Yeah, you know, in an ashram or something. New people come. Like even I, we did it ourselves. Yeah, to ourselves. Like 
we would sitting with Maharaji yeah. and uh, say that, you know, in the beginning, I mean, literally, it was just six or eight people. Insane. Westerners. Insane. Can, you, can you imagine? No, I can't. And then it became 20 and 30. Even that was... Wow, And then right. we'd yeah. be sitting with them, and then suddenly we hear a car door up on the road by the temple gate. Yeah. And, and Maharaji would go, call, which means, who's that? Mm. And we'd all go, oh, shit, more people we got to <laughs> fucking deal with. Oh, man, taking more of our space. And yeah. Our, you know, that's yeah. how we react. Our direct time with yeah. the source. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah. So, uh, and then, of course, they'd come down through the gate, and then he'd oh, here's Paul <laughs> or something. Yeah. Feed him. Yeah. Get rid of them. This wow. is kind of where that's all that happened. Right. Okay. I thought that you guys would get messed with. You would pair like didn't need pair Okay, here. Yeah. I'll talk about my own thing which I ended up marrying uh-huh. Parvati. Uh-huh. And um so when she came and she we I was there before and she came and met Maharaji and everything. Yeah. She had been experiencing him through her a picture Ramdas gave her of Maharaji, and when wow. she landed, he he said he, the first thing he said to her, "You talk to me, and you got a picture. You used to talk to me every night, and that's what she used to do." Whoa! And so she had already been there and done that. Yeah. So, to speak. so we would go, and um, the first time we we became friends, we just had simpatico going yeah. on big time. Uh huh. You know. So then we sat down in front of him together. Yeah. And he said, are you friends? In Hindi. Tumare doste mitra? Those are the two words for friends. Yeah, we're friends. Mm-hmm. But then he used to ask about it every day. I'd sit down and she was there. <laughs> are you friends? <laughs> yeah, we're friends. And then I started getting really nervous. <laughs> and then... Maybe six or eight months later, yeah, he said to her one day, "Did you sleep with him last night?" And she goes, "Absolutely not, Maharaji." <laughs> Wait, calm down a little bit. We don't have to go that. <laughs> yeah, and of course that night. Oh my gosh! Wow. Yeah, so he just he stimulated that conversation wow in the way that he used to by asking us questions are you there are you going to do that and then he said to me he he brought me in 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 a room privately and and said uh are you going to marry her she's really a good woman does she feed you does she give you money which she did wow because i didn't have any money sure take care she's a good woman yeah so the next day i went back to him and i said you know, because he used to say marriage brings greed, lust, and attachment. Uh-huh. You know, it's not an easy path. Uh-huh. So I said, "Why did uh, you say bring marriage bring greed, lust, and attachment?" Uh-huh. I was really saying, <laughs> "Why me? <laughs> don't do it. I don't want it." Uh-huh. And he looked. So I asked him, well, "You say it brings, you know, all of these yeah. impediments." And he looked away and then looked back through. This is all through translator. Uh-huh. Right? He would say things in English uh-huh. to correct the translator. <laughs> okay. But everything went through the translator. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> so he looked at me and he went, your desire. And then I got it. I, I wanted to be with this 
woman oh. and i was just bullshit denying it because i thought of myself as a sadhu oh that so was the embarrassing was bit. Say, you're full of shit oh you just want i'm just giving you the uh a clear picture of reality yeah yeah, and uh, and also a bless. I mean, it seems like a and a blessing a to move blessing, toward, yeah. to move toward your desire to fulfill karma. Right. That's that's what beings like this do. They just speed up fulfilling the karma and yes. moving, transforming, all of that. That's the yes. only thing that's important. That makes perfect sense. So, uh, this is a very interesting development. I've never looked at it exactly this way, and that is. You all were in the midst of the Maharaji-ness, and that was the source. That was the main focus. You were all peers. Now, Richard Alpert becoming Ram Dass certainly had this track record of, of I mean, such an ama- amazing history and of work but at that point, including non-work, you know, throwing it all away, non-accomplishment and, and, and uh, becoming nobodiness, you know, mm. all of that. But at this point, you guys are all amidst the real source. And, and then Ramdas, he's more of like a peer throughout all of this. Well, you no, guys were in, all... the, in the beginning, he was certainly a teacher to us. Okay. Absolutely. Then when we met Maharaji, yeah. when I first uh-huh. saw Maharaji, in the, I had a several thoughts that I remember. One of them was, oh shit, that's what Ramdas was all about. And we all realized that. Like Maharaji was coming through Ramdas, yeah. and you could feel that, is yeah. what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. And then, uh, the, although the relationship still had mentorship to mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, people always referring to Ramdas to ask whatever kinds of questions if, that they might have. Yeah. Uh, but it was different because it was all just then focused on Maharaji, yeah. not Ramdas. Right. When we came back from India, we actually, during the Watergate hearings in yeah. 73, uh, we put together this, which became the foundation, which is so crazy when I think about it, Love, Serve, Remember box set. The records. Yeah, the LPs. You yeah. Know, whatever, four, five, six record set. Yes. With beautiful artwork and so on. We put that together, mm-hmm. Ram Das and I and Parvati mm. and Rameshwar Das the, and Paul Gorman. You know, it was Ram yeah. Das's talks, Ram Das's radio stuff. We put it all together, oh. uh, readings from the Ramayana. It's a fabulous set, which yeah. is available. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's wow. just not in vinyl because you can't. If vinyl comes where you can get it instead of a year, you have to wait because oh, yeah. of the whole supply chain stuff. You would reissue it if it was an yeah. easier thing. To yeah, I think we, yeah, it would be cool because that's Dude. a lot of people would yes. love it. You know, totally. So that's a good idea, Maharaji. As far as my dharma, you know, yes, what I'm supposed to be doing in this life in on all the different levels and aligning with that. That's the other thing that it. The sat guru, if you want to use the more formal term, but I use uh, he who no longer has boundaries of me and you. It's mm. a great way. Those of saying are gone. That. Yeah, and he, is out of time and space. I guess. Yeah, so, right. Yeah, and yeah. he's not. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolutely in the present moment. So when you're in that moment with him, yeah, you're truly in a transcendent place. I mean, yeah. it's an amazing thing. You also get completely fucked up. <laughs> the mind, you know, we are all just full of shit and with going and believing our thoughts, you know, because we were young. And yes, all that. yes. And it's taken decades not to believe in, in the thoughts the way I used to. Wow. Um, but uh, 
At one point, he said to me, and this is in reference to putting out those records, being in the music uh, in radio, and yeah. then eventually landing in the music business for 20 years. Yeah. Um, he said, what did, what did you do uh, before you came here to India? <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how to say to the translator, I was the program director of a <laughs> major rock and roll radio station, Freeform. <laughs> yeah. You know, that yeah. was what's going through my arm, <laughs> my head. Yeah. And before I could say anything, in English. Oh, boy. Okay. He said one word. Broadcaster. What? Yeah. Wow. So that was like both, a refl- uh, obviously, a reflection of I've been there every moment. In fact, through all the all lives, all now, future, all of that, all languages. Yeah, I mean, none of there was nothing that couldn't be revealed through wow. this being, right? You know. Uh, but that set me up to do what I've done, my dharma, my work dharma, the rest of my life. Wow. It's all been, for the most part, mm-hmm. around broadcasting. Yes. You know? I'm taking, like, Ram Dass's thing, putting it on the air. Yeah. Right away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, I love doing that. Yeah, that's amazing. And so I'm doing it now. I'm fortunate to have a big megaphone. Yes, on you it, do. You know? And I'm and I'm Not, carrying and on the tradition right now. Even here with you, we're in the flow of that. I, yeah, that, to be doing and finding the same passion that you found all these years. In. Yeah, very very lucky mm-hmm. or graced. Yeah, just kind of the same thing. Tibetan Buddhism. Where does that as an interest come in for you? Well, we were all again. Maharaji didn't teach anything. He didn't say go anywhere. He mostly like if we wanted to do something like Ramdas going off to see Mukhtan, Oh, very good. Yeah. He's a good sadhu. Go, <laughs> you know, oh, like cool. that. Yeah. Or go to the cor- The uh, vipassana was a large percentage of us had that practice. Mm. He would say in English, he would go course, course, Jaya, going to the course. <laughs> we go, yeah, Maharaji, and then come back and he'd say. You learn how to meditate in, through the translation. <laughs> of course. And we go, yeah. And he'd say, okay, show me. And he'd be with a bunch of Indian devotees. So we'd all sit up straight in our most forced meditative position to oh, yeah. prove just how great we were. <laughs> uh, maybe for about five seconds. Mm-hmm. And then this high peeling, he had the high peeling laughter. Hey, look at them, they know how to meditate. <laughs> Okay, oh so that God. was the reality. For Do you that. stay in the meditation posture no, we, while he's laughing? No, we all like, oh, <laughs> you broke. God, Maharaji. <laughs> okay, yeah. no, 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 no. But the fact was, vipassana became a grounding Buddhist meditation for us. Yeah, and it, uh, as Ramdas said, he once went to a, a a long retreat in Burma or Thailand and. Uh, he found that when he came back into his bhakti practice, which mm-hmm. was chanting or just the relationship of devotee and, and guru, the idea of merging, mm. so then you become that one God-guru yes. self, and, yes. and no longer is there a separation. Yeah. It takes a million lifetimes, <laughs> but it'd be there. Um but just the, like Ramakrishna, yeah. he he got the opportunity to go into, some uh, teacher taught him 
how to go into the non-dual and into the Advait. Yeah. And he went there because he was already there. Yeah, right. And but then he said, he screamed, "No, I want to worship Kali." Ma. Oh my God. Yeah, that, that's a, by the way, Such great devotion. book, The Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. Everybody yes. get that. Yes. Um, so that is why Neem Karoli Baba is, 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 uh, unique in Kenchi, the <laughs> ashram that we spent a lot of time. It used to say, Sri Advaita Hanuman Neem Karoli Baba temple, something like yeah. that. But the Advaita, non dual Hanuman? Wow, right, of course. Ram, so Ram, that is that. what I believe, this is such a good point that you're making, it's part of this retreat that we're going to do in a few days, Yeah, the intersection of love and reason of bhakti and Buddhism, mm. and really that's what Maharaji gave us. Wow, that's what the retreat's about. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I mean, and these two things coming together... I know it's a, been a huge influence in your path moving forward, right? What? Yeah, no, I, I totally appreciate and love particularly the investigative wisdom, shall we say. The discriminating wisdom yes. is something that may be missing, shall we say, in some bhakti traditions. Mm, That's an wow. opinion of mine, so, you know. But, I like it. But I do think that that is a reality, and... And Buddhism and could use some bhakti at times, yeah, you know? Yeah, so that's certainly what we're going to discuss all that. <laughs> yeah, we're in the preview. Yeah, well, it'll all be available, by the way. We'll nice. film it all. And you're so, going to India... A couple of weeks from now. Oh, a couple yeah. of weeks from now. Yeah. And you're, and you're going to Kenshi. I'm going to go to Kenshi, yeah. And how long has it been? Well, th- pandemic, three years. Okay, great. And you, you go regularly prior to Every pandemics year, happening. I Every year. I've gone for a long time. Gotcha. So this is the first time you've been back since Ramdas passed. Yeah. The reality for me around that is that K.K. Shah, Ramdas's Indian brother, who was the translator for him when he first met Neem Karoli Baba, and then Maharaji sent him to K.K.'s house mm-hmm. to be with an Indian family. That was the start of the other important aspect of what the legacy is. Family. Mm. Maharaji was a family guru, is a family guru. Not um, sadhu. I mean, sadhus definitely came to him and so on. Mm -hmm. But he would stay with people in their houses. They would feed him. He would be part of the family. He was very much that. And that's part of what we got. And KK was a big part of that because his family, we were closer to uh, one of the two or three families that we were so close to. Yeah. Now I got to go back there. And he died right after Ramdas. That's right. So that's not going to be fun. Right. Shall we say. Right. Anyway, yeah, it'll be difficult. But this is anitya, impermanence. Mm. <laughs> Buddhist term of it. Perfect. And it's easy to say and not so easy to <laughs> make friends with. That's so true. Yeah. Well, thank you for taking the time. I really oh, appreciate man, it. It's great. I always love talking to you. Yeah, man. It's so good. And to get you before you go on this trip, this important trip, and I wish mm. you safety. And it's been so nice sitting in Kirtan with you recently. Mm. And, we'll do uh, more. Yeah, it's great you're here. Oh, but thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, this is like a little bit of a spaceship in, in the middle of where we are. Eh? Oh, it's for a spaceship. For all the listeners, this is a, a Kirtan hall, yeah. a chant hall. And we just have all of our friends and uh, teachers. I mean, I'm sitting amidst a huge photo of Maharaji on the altar next to Hanuman. He's on the bridge. Is that the bridge? He would hang out on the bridge 
over the river, which you had to cross on uh, to get to the ashram from the road. Oh, really? Yeah. God, thank you, you for pointing there. out the bridge. Yeah. Why are you going there? I don't know. You want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next time. That's for sure. <laughs> and then this this sculpture of Maharaji, which I'll take a picture of. Yeah, that came from somebody that Ramdas had uh, commissioned. Somehow he worked it out. That's where I first saw it. He has one in his house. They made a few of them. And Jeez. This is for the uh, part of the Love Serve Remember Foundation. City Ma's there and... Great old, a great photo of of Ram Dass that was used in I think the New York Ram Times Dass and KK, KK and, and, and KC Tuari, oh, who's wow. brilliant this guy. All the saints are here. Well, they're not saints, but they're good. <laughs> <laughs> saints does have a very loose terminology. Actually, there are many yeah. saints that have nothing to do with being uh, crossed out of. Mm, Polarization, inner polarization. Mm-hmm. Many saints who are right. absolutely saints and they do great works. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they are the thing. They point to the thing. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, to well, find the few and far between. KK used to say to us, "For every thousand saints, there's a few siddhas, and the siddha is the name of a being that's gone beyond wow, polarity." Yes, that's right. When I arrived here, I came in the back and you asked me if I had opened the garage and the garage mysteriously yeah. opened prior yeah. to my arrival. And the garage which has is the, the uh, Kirtan Hall. It's the Kirtan Hall, yeah. It's a garage that was converted. Which we ended up doing this podcast in and I, I really appreciate the auspiciousness yeah. of such a thing. It's a good one. I yeah. should do it. Have a safe trip, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. My good friend, let me learn it properly from my guru, then I will teach you.